Hello and welcome to yet another exciting episode. It's Life in Football Conversations with myself, Bongs. And uh, as I've said, this is the third episode. And I'm very delighted to say that my guest for this one is a former Banyana Banyana, current coach of the under-17 women's national team and also an analyst on Supersport. I'm talking about Coach Simpiwe Lulu. Coach, thank you for your time and thank you for joining us. Thank you for the invite. It's really an honor. Mm. So there's, there's so much that I want us to talk about, but I, as I was doing my research on you, uh, obviously I, I found out that you grew up in Alex. And I, I would just like to find out, how was it growing up in Alex, especially during your time? Because times have changed. It must be different now. How was it growing up in Alex? <laughs> growing up in Alex was incredible, really. Um, I grew up in those times where uh, you know, uh, when you see but lives in the same streets as you and she's carrying groceries, it's too heavy for her, you just help. And then more figure you know, you know, you know. Yeah, um, um, where you know when you are doing something wrong, whereas any parent can come across you and thinking, and it doesn't have to be your family necessarily to have, have to be your family, you know, uh, where kids could play in the streets freely. Um, yeah, I grew up in those days, those times where everything was just so simple, you know. And I mean, Bostolas Lalestratin is Lalunku, Shayingeto, Skipping, Skop de Paul, you know. And yeah, Linda was a mom, a PlayStation. Well, it became a corner and as I cut the Pac Man, but basically, I store, you know, so as good as Faggy to warp or if I warp later, you know, but yeah, um, that, that was my childhood. That was my childhood where we would be racing on the streets, Serralis, Sangabunum Popis, a peg. That's how I grew up. That's how I grew up. Yeah, it, it was just so so nice. It was incredible. It was an amazing childhood. But I mean, more pegang alezo ingati. Ifu kangi le bazo kshaklo muzo kangi gu papinde baksha ifut na sekai. Lalela, eh ngegu figu shi na sekai gu tushai yu ngoba uzo ushai lugu tushai yu. Yeah. Now different, you know. Uh, obviously, as you mentioned. But while you were growing up, did, did you know that you'd want to be a professional footballer? To be honest with you, no. Um, I knew that I wanted to be an economist. I, I knew that I wanted to be someone important that worked hard. Um, I also knew that I wanted to do drama, arts, you know, dance and all of that because that what I, that's what I did at school as well, you know. But football always found its way because then I didn't know what it, there were women that were playing football. It wasn't really a dream, you know. It was it was just a thriller for me until I found out what it, there were women that played football. And then I started taking it serious, especially when I got to high school. And, and when started hey, actually this thing is possible for me to be a professional footballer. Who were you looking up to at the time? Um, you know, uh, growing up, you would hear stories, like my mom would tell me stories about Tutlo Lele, 
who was the only woman Alex so we was you know and people also didn't believe she was a woman but those that knew her bebas ukuthi umuntu esifazane uma uthama ukuthi bebafadala bangene ngembobe kiti na stadium ukuthi bayombukela and i wanted to meet this woman i wanted to be just like her because i'd never seen her play you know and then as i grew and i started knowing more about um women's football i used to see then abo poshamdise abo vorin kapewa but on the contrary i've liked watching men's football more because that was what we had access to abo skarangobese was one of my all time favorites a human beings footballer you know and then overseas then you start hearing about abo kanavaro you know um abo 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 yeah abo viera that golden generation in arsenal you know yeah and 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 that's that's where my love for football even grew even more you know um i used to watch usiza nombe i remember one game he played for swallows and then watoli yellow card for rukiveli bola kuqeka madolo you know so yes. so yeah um um those are the guys that i used to watch i used to see but uskarangobese was one of my ultimate favorite footballers mm, so i mean i mean you played as a defender but did you did maybe consider changing the position that you played due to the fact that ubuthandu skarangobese and you'd want to do the thing that he did on the field or rather have the same uh influence that he had on the pitch on games look i mean growing up i played all the positions even goalkeeper at some point and uh, those times i was still a central midfielder you know um i didn't play at the back i started playing at the back only when i got to national team so it was fitting but more than anything because i was not as skillful as he was you know as flamboyant as he was but the confidence that he had you know um the disregard he had for opponents grulayen it was the black jesus mangase grounding he possessed something you know so i took that i i took that and i implemented it into my game model into who i was who i am and he exuded confidence and that is the biggest thing that i took uskara bekangancane ukuthi igame ina 30 seconds iqalela shy 360 lalela it and the game you know so that speaks to confidence you know so those are the elements that i looked at and and i thought if i could just have a pinch of his confidence and and that would do wonders to 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 me as a footballer and i mean it's incredible how you speak of skarangobe and anyone who would speak of skarangobe so we speak about that 360 that he used to do and you would have europeans calling that nonsense or rubbish but we appreciate it in alikaya and what do you have to say about that uti indabaye dribbling or rather showboating what what are your thoughts on it look um sometimes you find players singing at anelini exchange room because bafunukukhulisa lesa spirit se confidence bafunukukhulisa lesa spirit sokungena emfuthweni wegame ukuthi babe relaxed babe free babe confident bafocuse egaming and then when you get on the field aksaculwa every man for himself it's 22 of you on the field but sometimes igame tends maybe indlela nama opponents are strong nanan what then uskara beka beka le talent ukuthi man it's just a game come on it's just a game you know and he did that so so i took that and i thought why not you know why not because um we are south africans you know we are very skillful tinalento stingu to ufundiso like 
the Europeans where you'd find is the it's okay when the ball is here you skip over and then no it came natural you step over because shiny reverse <laughs> who would teach you that you know you step over because shiny reverse and pegangi pola skipi pola pegele elite and and he knew when to do that you know he frustrated the opponents and i think all of that is when and how do you do it in the game you know what does it do for your team what does it do for you for your teammates you know what does it do to the opponents as well ngoba khona ukuthi ushaye 360 niyadliwa one not nay opportunity ukuthi shoot when ushaye 360 doesn't make sense and it's all about understanding timing you know understanding time and space putting in the in na cp's card that's all what it's up it's about you know so that element shouldn't be taken away from our football but because football has evolved abo abo neymar they do it abo messi they do it might not put flair to it but neymar does it and when you look at ronaldinho did it and what did it do for barcelona what did it do for boca juniors what did it do for brazil so you think about all those things Yeah that's true that's very true i mean you mentioned you started playing at the back when you when you went into the national team then you came back in 2006 against Mon- i mean what what was happening in your in your mind when you got that call up to say hey look we want you in the banyana setup what 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 went through your mind at that time You know, uh, the first time is always the same feeling. Even now, uh, years after not even playing for Banyan, I mean, 2006, that's how long ago? <laughs> you know? Now, in fact. Sorry? I'm saying almost 20. In 2026, it will be 20 years. You know what I mean? And we are in 2020. So it, it, was, it was an incredible feeling. I can't explain it, really, because... Um, I couldn't believe but I was the one that was getting a call up because a week before to that uh, someone broke into the house where we were staying at the sports house um because it was our first year at varsity and they stole my soccer boots and the other girls gloves and all of that you know so there was a setback and then a teammate of mine wangbolega makhokswach and then a week later I get a call up to Banyana I was like okay god so you do answer prayers you a setback you make it a setup <laughs> you know and it, it was incredible it was great because i was on my way to class when i got that call i couldn't believe it. i didn't even get the rest of the details i was just rushing to go and pack so that i'm ready for camp and i'll forever hold that with me and that's what makes me want to chase uh, greatness you know i won't say chase success because being able to wake up in the morning and get out of bed is success for me you know be able to breathe and smell the coffee the flowers is success to me so it reminds me to always be great because um opportunity must meet you ready mm, that's true and comparing the time when you were at banyana banyana comparing it to now obviously you're not uh involved yes being in the team that but how would you compare it now what has changed in the banyana banyana up compared to your times Uh, there's a lot of progression we've really made great steps um into catching up with the rest of the world we are still a bit behind but if i look at um the sponsor that came through isasol you know um in 2010 already we had sasol and they were doing incredible things you know 
Uh, you started seeing us on TV more regularly when there's ton- big tournaments, you find us there. We started traveling overseas, you know, and um, even being able to qualify for the World Cup because the sponsor made sure what you, we, we compete. And we, I mean, even current players, because I'll forever be part of the team in this year, you know. Um, the way that uh, players are treated, Kubanyana, is, is better now compared to back then, you know. Um, I mean, being able to get bonuses like they were promised going to the World Cup, it was equivalent to what the men's were getting. Though we're still looking to see um, the same salaries like the rest of the world is doing, you know. Um, um, but there's a lot of changes that have, have, have been implemented because right now, I mean, we've got more than 14 players that are playing overseas um, that have signed professional contracts. It means we are doing something great. The exposure is there and even young players are coming through. Um, and because Banyana is doing so well, it's, it, 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 it creates an opportunity for under 20 players to do well, to aspire to get to that level. There's under 17 now that also looks to see, can they get into the under 22 Banyana? Those are the different things that are happening. Back then, they were under 19, Banyana, Banyana, you know, and Banyagu Bone, Gakuli under 19, you'd see Banyana, but it wasn't as supported as it is, but right now it is, you know, it's relevant. There's still a lot of work to be done, but I think we, we are on the right track. I think I think we, we, we are definitely on the right track. I mean, you look at a 35-year-old and they move to Ava. So it, it just shows there's something that we're right. And it must be a motivation as well for the girls that you are hoping at under 17 level. So if you work enough, and that makes it look to the top level and not just in our country, but globally. Yeah, look, um, Age is just a number. It's the quality of person you are, quality player that you are. I'm really excited that um, overseas, they don't look at your age, but at what you can deliver, what you can offer. You know, it's a pity that in South Africa, we get to retire at an early age because of lack of resources, opportunities, and access to those opportunities as well. That's why you find that we retire early. We don't even think about going overseas anymore because you're not ready for that level. So when you see such things happen, it gives hope, you know. I mean, when you see the youngest players to the oldest player in the team, Yebanyana, um, having to go and play overseas, that gives hope because it says to the young girl who's out there in Africa, uh, it's possible, you know, it's doable. You just need to be dedicated, you need to be focused and be able to find the right connections and the right connections, I mean, the right people to be able to take you overseas, expose you, and get you to those levels. You know, that's what we are talking about. The more success stories we hear about African girls, um, the more younger players want to be involved. They want to be part of that. They want to grow and look up to these players and want to be better, even better. You know, I mean, we've got players that are also in, in, in Barcelona from Africa. That tells you something in the best leagues in the world. That tells you something. So... It's really exciting for us. Indeed, it is. Times and it, we 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 have to talk about the the work in two thousand and eighteen, just two years ago. It was the first time that we our our national team at that level went to the World Cup. That was the for you as the coach. And 
looking at the girls, how would you say the experience was for them as well? Look, it was a success for all of us. It's like all of us won. We were on that field. We qualified because it's been long coming, you know. After, what, 23, almost 25 years, we, we've never qualified for a World Cup since Banyana was out there, you know. And it was really a success for us to say we one of the powerhouses in Africa to qualify for the World Cup so that it gives the chance that these girls have now. They got the exposure. Now people don't have to ask who is this player from Banyana. They can just go to the internet, 2018 World Cup, and they see the player profile. Everything is there. Because uh, people out there want easy access to get footage, to get all these things happen, um, 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 to see, you know. So, so Banyana qualifying for the World Cup um, was really to say to corporate South Africa, invest more in women's sport, government, uh, uh, um, sports and recreation, invest more, federation, invest more. Even people at home invest more and you, you are investing more by supporting these girls. Go and watch these matches, you know, be able to buy the merchandise, be able to do everything you can to support women's football. That's what it says. It says to all the people that every Sunday, if they are there um, without a doubt, it, this was a reward for them as well. To corporate uh, sponsors that say we want to invest, Gubanyana Banyana it was it was this was payment for them to say your investment didn't go to waste, and everyone else that in, is involved and made sure which women's football goes from the leagues down there, Abo Sanlam, Abo Vodacom leagues because they started way back, you know, and 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 it, it just says to media houses as well, our stories are worth telling because we are capable of succeeding, you know. They need to be told every day, you know, every every second day, every third day, you are hearing about stories of a Banyana player is being signed overseas. Do you sit in the news? Do you hear about it on the newspapers? You hear about it on Twitter and that's it. Not enough. You know, I think they've earned their stripes. They've paid their dues. Why not support them as well as you do with men's football, you know, and qualifying for the World Cup. It was a pat on the back for all of us women that are involved in football and even men that are invo involved in women's football and seeing the growth of women's football. I mean, I mean, just, just on that breath, I was reading a story just, just earlier today that Marta, the Brazilian Marta, she's going to get a statue next to Pele at the Brazilian, uh, at the Brazil national team. I immediately thought of Porsche Mdise. <laughs> exactly. When I saw that, I thought about her. I mean, it's got more than 100 goals for our national team. But now, and also, if you, as I read that story, it also went that they are going to, the new way at the museum will just be to showcase the achievements of the Brazil national team. It will to show how much they are taking their women's football seriously. And what do you think is lacking on our side? I mean, we have a Porsche She's. We know that she's and not just in women's football, but in in any national team in South Africa, she's the top goal scorer, more than 100 goals. She's not getting the recognition that she deserves. What is it to do to finally say, you know, we are putting up there? 
I think more, more than anything, we need to show genuine love. If you love in something, you invest in it, you nurture it, you polish it, you push it, you you create opportunities for it, you you create the market for it, you you make sure you support that market for it. And if, if South Africa could start doing that, then we'll see even more milestones being reached by women footballers or women in sport in general, you know? You know, so so for me, it, it's about once that element could be put in place where people really genuinely love, we'll see growth of everything. We'll see women in sports prosper. You know, we'll see being we'll see Pusham being celebrated. I mean, FIFA made her a, a, an ambassador for the World Cup as well. FIFA, what's stopping us here in South Africa from celebrating her? You know. We need to start loving our own, appreciating our own, and appreciating them is writing their stories, telling their stories, um, sponsor them, endorse them, support them as much as you can. I mean, we look at male uh, footballers, Banama Lifetime sponsorships, endorsements. Why not women? You know, even current players, how many of them are sponsored by a brand? How many of them are brand and ambassadors that, and they are paid? For it, you know, just women in a Colgate to smile, look okay. Because they do that with men's football. Why not with women in sports? Why not with women's football? You know, so like I say, if they could show love, it means they'll put attention to detail. They'll show um, even more interest, you know, because if you love, like I say, if you really love something, you make sure what you put it out there on TV, on radio, on print media, you, you make sure what people have access to, they see it week in, week out. That's how you fall in love. If you're in a relationship with somebody, you fall in love with them even more because keep on lunch dates, holiday. I I I see it that way. If you are able to do that to women's football, little relationship here last and it can be cooler, even a success. You know what I mean? The same thing needs to be done for women's football. Do that, you'll see how much magic we can create. Because with the love that Sasol has showed, with the love that Safa has showed, and the support that we've gotten so far from the people out there, 14 plus of our players are overseas playing and with professional contracts. How many more players out there have a corner who are capable of going overseas the same way? It's a matter of just attention to detail and showing more love that will make sure that we, we, we unravel, we, we, we unearth so much talent and nurture it and make sure that we get it out there the right way. Yeah. We, I mean, we can only hope that the people that are in the right positions that will, have power will certainly act on this because we that there's something that we're doing right. The talent is out about it. It's just a matter of us taking it seriously as we do with men's football. Definitely. It is a matter of that. Change the mindset. Change the narrative. Why make women work so extra hard to change the narrative of South Africa? It doesn't say women's football pair. It's, we are compatriots of this country isn't it so so show us that much love you know give us that opportunity support us you know one thing i hate the most is when you put women out there and then just to tick a box but if you put her there support her and make sure you get the greatest the best out of her 
they create magic, just like you do to any other human being, to any man out there, you know. I think as women, we challenged so much. Before, you're a woman, you color of your skin, you're a woman, there's a lot that we have to fight against for you to be at the top and make sure you pull others. That's why, because the opportunities as a man, when some of the women succeed and get to the summit, they don't pull other women up there because she's not sure how long will she be able to stay up there, how much support will she be able to get up there, you know. But if there's more women that are given such an opportunity, imagine 10 hands pulling other 10 more hands. It's discipleship land. We are cooler. One person is great, is able to extend two hands. That person extends two more. It becomes a tree, a strong tree for that matter. That's very true. And I mean... I'm I'm so glad that you didn't just play, but you also wanted to play a part even after your playing days as a coach now of the under seven. But when did you decide which you know what? Can I hang up my boots? I wanna get into coaching. I've always wanted to be a coach. I've been a coach my whole life. Being on the field, I always coached, you know. So coaches that had me in their team, they were happy. We coach self, you know. That is one of the positives. And because of the coaching I got, the opportunities I got uh, of getting into teams where they were well-run, well-coached, I, I wanted to do the same or even more for younger girls that played football because I'm so passionate about the sport. I love it so much. I saw great potential. And I also wanted to change the narrative, tell the woman's story, the woman's football story from a woman perspective. You know, um, women get excited when they see one of their own who's an expert who knows exactly what they're talking about and is there to help them in their journey. I wanted to be part of that. You know, I wanted to help players be 10 times better than me. And more than anything, I wanted to help them to be better human beings before being footballers. You know, that's, that's a dream of mine, and, and football allows me to do that. Being a coach allows me to do that, to have that interaction with young players, find out what are they dreaming about. Are they dreaming in color, or it's just gray or black or white, you know? And how can I plant a seed? How can I um, help them change the narrative? How can I help them dream even further? How can I challenge them to be the greatest of themselves? That's why I went into coaching, you know? I wanted to carry on the work that the other coaches had done, male or female, that have been involved in women's football. And I wanted to be part of that. I wanted to be part of the change. You know, some of us were not freedom fighters, and all of that, but uh, some of us are freedom fighters in a sense that we liberate others through sports, and I wanted to be part of that. Mm. Look, Coach, I, I think it, I have to say that we appreciate so much what you're doing. Um, it may be something that we don't see with our physical eyes, but we can certainly speak and say we know how much you're passionate about football and the work that you're doing. We appreciated you as a player and we certainly appreciate you as a coach right now. And before I let you go, I think it wouldn't be right for me to do this. Uh, the season starts in yeah on the 7th just less than two weeks to go. And there is so much that is happening right now before the season starts. And Coach Beatle leaving Mamelodi Sundowns, Gavin Hunt at Kaiser Chiefs, 
what are your thoughts on the upcoming season so far? With what you've said so far, what are you expecting? <laughs> I'm expecting chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting chaos. Um, Mass Valley season, TTM was number three. Uh, Africa. In two weeks' time, they'll be playing in a quarter, in a, in a top eight. You know, um, Vets is no longer there. You know, um, there's Swallows back in the league. There's Highlands Park is not there. There's TS mm. Galaxy. Like mm. you can get to chaos, but it's it's exciting chaos um, because that's what we live for. We live for drama. That's what gives us, you know, shakes us up. And as an analyst, I'm excited to see younger players. I'm excited to seeing. Players that we haven't seen in a long time. I mean, Abu 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 Mkwena from Swallows, you know, Lebohang, um, Abu Vuyomiri. Like, <laughs> players are resurfacing. There's so much. There's so much. More than anything, I'm excited to see uh, what younger coaches are doing also in their clubs. I mean, Coach Pito has set the bar so high, but he, he's, he's shown black excellence. You know, he's 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 motivating not just footballers but people across different walks of life. You know, Uguti hard work, perseverance, patience, pushing boundaries, breaking boundaries gets you to places where people don't even count you, but you can make your, your way there. You know, people discount us so much. And he he has shown us which it's possible, it's doable. Whatever that you you put your heart to, your mind to, and you work hard, when an opportunity comes, you are able to just summit like that, you know. But yeah, EPSL is going to save us on ETSTV Premiership, still the Premier Soccer League. But yeah, it, it's exciting. Yeah, it's ex- I'm excited. I'm excited. Really, I'm excited to see. Him. Um, obviously, said which the fans are still not allowed on the fields, um, at the stadiums, but yeah, that is the only sad thing, really. But yeah, I'm excited to see what the new season brings. We're certainly all excited to see what it brings, and it's just the long is not waiting, it's not long now, so um, the wait is not long. So, uh, we just have a couple of what a week and a half, maybe. And then it all starts, and we'll hear your thoughts as well. Long and super. Yeah, looking forward to it, and thank you for supporting. Really, it means a lot. It goes a long way, really. Um, you being able to tell our stories, you know, from, you know, from us, you know, and 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 I love that you are not just doing it in a women's month. Thanks, Bongs, really, uh, because it shows we are appreciated all year round. No, coach, thank you very much. I mean, uh, I can't imagine how busy you are, but for us, I really appreciate that. We appreciate what you're doing. Of course, support the work that you well. Thank you so much, coach. Go on, Aminaba. Welcome to the Life and Football Conversations podcast with Bongs. 
episode four yes that's right we keep and we keep on going we keep the content coming and uh, i'm delighted to see that my guest for this episode uh is uh, a multi-choice disney challenge presenter a betway ambassador and also a far post journalist so basically all the stuff that i've just mentioned has to do with football and i'm talking about Mahle. hey Mahle. hey hey Bones. how are you thanks for having me um awesome thank you so much for your time are you good i'm good congratulations on your podcast thank you so much so uh there's so much that we're going to talk about here but uh, yeah um, people have seen you on social media uh, but i'm sure they would like to know where does this passion for football come from um wow my passion for football uh i am a daddy's girl so uh the passion for football uh comes from my dad i mean growing up i used to go um to the stadium with my dad uh we we attended Soweto derbies together so um he's love for the game he kind of instilled that in me and that is why i'm so passionate about what i'm passionate about today so you you went as far as going and studying sports communication so, sports management uh, yes sorry, sports management what what pushed you to to sort of put your passion together with your studies um i think because i'm i'm always eager to learn you know and i'm always looking for new ways to sort of gain knowledge and even though i had already gotten uh, quite a lot of work i was working with super sports while i was studying um it's very easy for someone to just be like you know what i've already made it why why go on and study sports management why still um pursue that and my family also said to me but why like you could study something else you're already in super sport but for me i'm always looking for new ways to sort of gain knowledge and um inform myself about the game because um every day you do learn something new so that's what um motivated me to sort of put my studies um as well as my passion together yeah yeah how how did that move come about sorry i'm saying you you meant my sport and uh, obviously yeah. you did uh, the multi choice disc challenge how did that come about mm. uh that came about actually i'm i'm always uh attending uh quite a lot of uh football events so um in those football events you know they are um people that you meet and i always make sure that wherever i go it's not just to um you were invited when you get there leave a mark leave, um leave them asking who is that girl i'm actually who was so passionate you know what i'm saying so that's how i was able to introduce myself into um super sports is i was attending um quite a lot of football events that Betway used to organize and obviously you meet uh directors and so forth and when you explain to them and you know what and if it's your day to day and you get that shot and yeah I'm very grateful for that that opportunity that I've gotten yeah and how 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 was that how was that experience for you i mean you're doing live television is the multi it, how how much did it, how much how much did it help you grow in terms of your sports broadcasting career 
Yeah, that that helped me grow immensely. I won't lie because I know. Remember, we did sports at ten together. Mm. Um, but with sports at ten, it was different because we didn't have an earpiece. Um, it was in a studio. It was more of a comfortable setting. There was chairs, but um, you can never be prepared for, um, you know, live television on the pitch. There's there's a crowd there's music in the background there's people training behind you uh there's directors speaking into your ear so um all of that honestly helped me um in bettering my broadcasting skills and yeah i'm still learning till today i mean i still go back home after each and every game that i've done and criticize myself and critique myself where i can you know improve and yeah i mean is it is it something that you've always known that you want to be a sportscaster or did it develop when you started having that passion for football um definitely i was into broadcasting uh well presenting let me put it like that at a young age i really looked up to bonang but then as i was like the ages of eight and yeah, seven, eight, and I was going to the stadium, I realized that there's also the same um, sort of thing, which is presenting and it's sports anchoring in, in sports. So if I'm passionate about sports and I'm passionate about talking and asking questions, then it only made sense for me to um, to venture out into sports casting. Mm. And obviously yeah. you mentioned that you, you looked up to a, someone like Bonama know the fantastic presenter that she is but Mm. uh, in the world of sports presenting and from a female point of view who who did you look up to or who are you looking up to even now um i think the most obvious answer cliche but carol and what she's done for uh, women in broadcasting is is out is quite amazing but recently um I've gotten to know Julia Stewart and I've actually studied about how she goes about uh, her post-match interviews and for me um, her skill of um, asking questions and actually getting the, the the answers and getting into depth with the coach um, I'm starting to sort of really well I am inspired by the way that she conducts her interviews and the way that she's so poised and her uh her interviews and her broadcasting but carol will always be a a a perfect example of what we women can do in broadcasting you know and yeah of of course you're still growing and you are you still want to make a name for yourself but what are some of the challenges that you think women in broadcasting face particularly in sport what what are some of the challenges that they face uh i think also your knowledge your knowledge is always questioned i mean uh opposed to obviously of a male counterpart uh when you do arrive and you look a certain way people don't really think that you know much about sports and for me that's what i've struggled with but other than that um, I haven't gotten much problems, but people do question um, your knowledge as a woman, and they, that means you have to work ten times harder than you, the male counterpart. Mm. And um, yeah. there's, there's so many girls that right now are, or 
or women rather that would like to get sports broadcasting and yeah how how would you advise what what advice would you give them yeah i actually answer quite a lot on um on instagram and twitter that always ask um for me that's what what the approach i took obviously um elife ngege like everyone will have one path to you know but there are things that you know you can take from my journey there are things i can take from tato moing's journey or someone's journey and for me it was just about always um making sure that they ask who is that girl when you get there don't only just sit and um and keep quiet and just look at the environment and be happy to be there wherever you are speak to people never be afraid to ask you know because you'll never know the answer so for me it's always um if i had to advise someone it's just to always ask whether it's from a director or down to the producer or down to the security ask you know and i think in that way if you if it's meant to be it will be but i'd also advise um we do live in the new century obviously social media plays a huge huge role you know um in in what happens now you could start podcasts like your own um there's youtube channels you could have opinions on twitter so if the more you put yourself out there the more people ask who is this who's bongani why spony podcast here all the time and that way they'll be intrigued and then yeah mm. i think from there so the, you can take so it's all about yourself out there putting your name out there yes you have to comment how how much you've done in as much as you still want to grow further you have to comment how much you've done but in terms of mm. the journey on its own trying to get to it one to be you offer mm. to get but obviously in life as it is you don't get things your way all the time what has mm. pushing you or support the support structure that you had that has always pushed you to say you know what I'll never give up I want to reach that uh my support structure definitely um has to be my mom uh after each and every game I did whether it was um because back then I did have a YouTube channel about sports and I did YouTube uh features on other people's YouTube channels where we used to conduct interviews whether from that point from YouTube from little videos I used to make at home she was my biggest critic my biggest supporter so she pushed me you know every time I came home she said listen here you said this wrong and that wrong try to improve next time work on your nerves so um my mom is definitely one of the biggest biggest uh support structures that i have and she played a huge role in where i am today because even small things like how you write on twitter and you know don't sway players i know we all support teams but if you're a broadcaster you can't you know sway a player and be vocal about it as much as a supporter so she 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 played a huge role in that mm-hmm. yeah yeah how how much she's really supported you and it shows that she also believes she believes in you and what's going to be for you know yeah so 
obviously MTC is not the only project that there's also far post we know them as this reliable force that we have as football has writing always been something that you wanted to do just as sports broadcasting come along on the way um sports writing actually came along on the way um i've always just been solely about broadcasting and you know um being out there and asking the questions and being on the pitch but there's actually um this is what i'm also grateful for for the likes of tiani utiani mabasa the owner of far post also simon nalani from supersport uh they helped me realize that there's actually more that you can do than you know be in front of the the camera there's a lot you can do back back backstage and there's quite a lot of opportunities it's not just broadcasting because that's what people see on the tv so um tiane actually um was like listen here i have this proposal and i think you know what you're young and i think you should give writing a, a, a chance and i gave writing a chance and i've loved it since mm. so it's something that came along the way but i'm very grateful to have learned that skill and and how has writing improved your presenting skills on camera um writing has improved my presenting skills in terms of just vocabulary um as well as like when i write um you do speak to players you know what i'm saying on the phone to like get um information and you know how they how you ask the question and how they answer and how you take that and put it into a story um it helps you identify the main points like the headline yeah. pizza said this is you know so you can go into a post match interview and know that this is what i need to speak about this is the main controversial point that everyone needs to know about so it's actually helped me in the sense of identifying what is it what do you need to talk about you need to talk about injuries you need to talk about what the coach said you need to talk about that one line he said so yeah mm, very interesting and what would you say uh, is the most uh sort of interesting story that you've covered hmm interesting story i'd say it's i've done a lot because jaya was also a nice story i did jaya and um how how life is going for him now and obviously it wasn't um it was a really touching story you know he comes from cheese and um now he was telling me that you know what i'm saying he doesn't have much financial um financial help and you know he's without a club that was very uh i enjoyed writing that story but it was also very touching and i also did uh i enjoyed i did pule maria mariasane i can't say his name probably but pule mariasane um he had so-called signed with Orlando Pirates and um yeah and Orlando Pirates denied signing him so getting his side of the story was interesting because he contradicted everything that Orlando Pirates put out Orlando Pirates just flat out denied him said they didn't know him they didn't sign him they have no interest in him 
and he told me a different different story that he actually met the chairman and um they had signed a contract and because he spoke too much in the media um the chairman pulled the plug and then the contract was was done so yeah and they didn't want to also give him his release um his release papers so yeah that was very interesting to dig into but i think yeah i've done quite a lot but i think yeah those are my two standouts mm. and i mean i mean we we know how much social media is playing a role in in everyday life these days and in football i mean we find mm. a player signed a player could sign now and five minutes later the whole country could know that this player has already signed for this club so how mm. you sure that the news that you put out or you publish uh uh, actually accurate how, how yeah that's actually a very tough thing and um i learned this from tiane umaba saguti like sometimes there's a story that you might have but because it does not have the the proof you know you can go to kaiser chiefs now and say shanti is training with chiefs but if you don't have the picture and you don't have the evidence to back it up it's a very risky story to write you know so um and also sources can sometimes um throw you off a bit because i mean a player can say to you today i'm actually i'm signing for mamelody sundowns but tomorrow they might wake up and be like no i want to sign with super sport united so it's very important that you actually um that you build close 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 relationships with people especially in writing um that will give you good good liable information that's honest and 100% truthful because there are a lot of people that throw you off and you also need to make sure that when you get a story from someone that Santi is training with Chiefs you make the time out to go to Kaiser Chiefs to go to Nigeria to go check that is he really there and not just take word of mouth you know yeah yeah i mean you've you've never been one who's shying away to to, to sort of declare your love for Kaiser Chiefs and all that <laughs> yeah what I, what i'd like to know is are you are you are you getting at i mean we know football fans they they mm. think that journalists and sports are not fans but yeah. they are they are journalists and and anchors they are fans have you been attacked maybe for declaring your love for Kaiser Chiefs? Um not that I can think of but like yes people need to understand that guys before Robert Marao was who he is today he had a team um everyone has a team and I think we need to stop this thing that sportscasters or or journalists aren't supposed to have teams as long as you're not biased in your analysis yeah in your analysis of the game then that's great but we are human beings at the end of the day you do go home you support a team you know yeah. so for me i've always been honest from the get go that i was an amakosi supporter and um i think because of that honesty people on social media don't really um attack me as much because there's nothing i'm hiding you know i've been honest from the get go even at sport at 10 i said it on live television you know So I I haven't gotten much smoke for being a Kaiser Chiefs supporter no at least 
because the stories that we hear of of journalists and sport and sports yeah you know oh they always going at joe cran they were going at all these journalists that you oh. support this no guys it's not yeah. right so tell me at, at betway of, of course uh you, you've told me that you've been invited to these events and all but uh obviously mm. betway is a way of making money for people for others that's all they do aren't you getting mm. a lot of dms on people asking for tips i do i do and I, i i certainly i help people i really do help people um i don't like to just be the face of the brand and actually not contribute yeah. um i do help if someone dms me and says mathle what are you thinking over 2.5 goals or so forth i do tell them that listen here i think 123 if you want to take my word for it take it if you don't then that's good i also give out vouchers out of my own pocket um when i can um just you know just to thank the people so yeah betway is a really good platform and yeah i do advise people so so, so have you helped have you given someone tips and they've actually won uh i think i once had a winning ticket but that was yeah that was a while ago uh but yeah you, we we know football is unpredictable so that was a while ago and yeah there are quite a few people who cashed in on the tickets um but now <laughs> as of now i've been yeah i've been a bit shaky case uh, you had uh, a good record of winning tickets <laughs> I don't think anyone has a good record. We are all football will kill you. <laughs> I know, right? So, Matle, just just as we close, uh, new season coming up very soon. We see so many things that are happening in terms of transfers, coaches going. Mm. Uh, obviously, the one that caught us, that caught everyone by surprise is Coach Pizzo leaving for Al Ahly. Mm. What what are your thoughts on that? Uh, do you expect Mamelodi Sundowns to defend their title even in I do. I do still um expecting to defend their titles because I mean it's not as if Mamelodi Sundowns is now sitting back, you know what I'm saying? The signings that they've made. Yeah. I think they've made about 11 or 12. Mm. Um so far the likes of Shadlile Erasmus it just shows you that they are still serious um even though Pizzo's gone you know and i i believe in Mangoba Evrulani um to sort of put that team together it will be very hard because you can have good players you can have exceptional players and they not gel on the pitch you know so it will be very interesting to see how Mangoba and Rulani sort of work around that uh that huge squad of quality almost every player in that Mamelodi Sundowns team is quality so yeah i i i expect them to defend the title but it will be very interesting to see how they sort of gel the yeah. the new signings yeah yeah and what about your 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 beloved i mean last season was just something they were on top for more than 365 days title mm. <laughs> coach and smith and top is gone gavin hunt has been brought in 
what do you expect mm. from them this coming season? Of course, at the moment they can't sign players, but what do you expect from them in the upcoming season? Sure, it's very hard hey, to tell, but I am expecting um, a new Kaiser side. Hopefully, the they are not as predictable as they were last season. You know what I'm saying? I'm hoping for that Kaiser side that used to play that transitional football under uh, Stuart Baxter, you know? And not rely on set pieces and headers to win you the game, you know? And also, um, Nokovic, his individual brilliance, yes, but we need more players to step up. I mean, Kamapilia wasn't his best in the, the second half of the season. And you need more players to step up. You can't be depending on Nokovic the whole time. And even worse now, they've got this whole um, appeal that they're waiting for. They need... To, everyone needs to step up the game. The likes of Njangase or Jumsani Zuma, everyone needs to step up. Mm. But I'm hoping for them to, um, yeah, not be as predictable as they were and actually play beautiful football on the ground, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. And obviously, there's been rumors uh, which Kaiser Chiefs were quick to shut down about Nekovic mm. possibly moving. And obviously, that's a very huge statement by the club to make. But yeah. if he was to leave, just if he was to leave, do you do you see them being title contenders without him? <laughs> no, not at all. I don't. I don't see them being title contenders without Mokovic. Hence, I said they cannot afford to... Um, to slip up the season, the players need to step up. They need to step up. I think Nokovic and Manyama have been one, yeah, one on two, the only players who have really showed um, that they wanted on game day. But the likes of, I mean, Dumsani Zuma's exceptional player, but he's a super sub, you know. Mm. But he needs to start being that ninety-minute player. We need Jangase to come back on and actually make. The passes that everyone says are those champagne passes. You need everyone to wake up and everyone for this to be a team collective because individual brilliance won't win you the title like we saw last last season. Yeah. So I think we've touched pretty much on everything we'd have liked for us to talk about. Uh, yeah. We'll definitely invite you back for another episode. But please, please. Don't worry. But uh, just to close, what what more can we expect from you going forward uh from me going forward who i'm hoping for um when the new mdc season starts um i really want to grow and reach my peak there because you know every every broadcaster has their peak season and i'm really hoping for this season of the MDC because last season it was just a matter of just introducing me and me learning you know and grasping small things like uh, live interviews and so forth but this season I do want to execute and reach my peak in the MDC and yeah that's what I solely want to focus on right now thank you very much and uh, from me I think I'd just like to say that you're doing a fantastic job and thank you Bones. work is is not going unnoticed so we can see what you're doing and you everything of the best okay thank you so much Bongani thank you so much Masha, for making the time well ladies and gentlemen there you have it 
that was episode four of life and football conversations with myself bombs with my guest thank you so much